to Random Gaming Talk, it's Entertainment Talks Podcast for video games. I'm your host Matthew, joining me today, my co-host is Robert. How are you today? I'm doing good. If I sound different to everybody else, it's because now that my PC isn't a 12-year-old piece of junk, I can get (laughs) some of the better equipment out that I've had that I never really could get to work on my old machine. And so now I've got a much better quality microphone than what I've been using. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, We were testing it just before, obviously, we started. I mean, we test some different stuff before we start. We don't just jump in and press record. But, uh, yeah, it sounds better, sounds a bit clearer than that. Not saying you sounded bad before, but just better now than than what it was before, basically. So, um, yeah, uh, that's uh, some good stuff as well. Um, What have you been playing within the last week? Well, I went back to uh, Fallen Order, and I was on that last boss, and I knew it was the last boss because... Unfortunately, what happens after the last boss was spoiled by me with a thumbnail on a recommended YouTube's video list. Yeah. Um, and I I was really more interested in the story than anything else, and I just got tired of the boss. I'm like, fuck it. And I dropped it down to uh, story mode, finished that off, finished that game, and I'm kind of done with it. I don't want to do like the story plus or the Mandalorian challenges or anything like that. Uh, other than that, just been bopping around games that I already have, you know, State of Decay 2, I got that uh, running on my PC now because of, uh, you know, when you buy a game, it uh, cross-platform between Xbox and PC, which is really cool. But, you know, nothing really taking up a whole lot of my time. I'm kind of over Division 2, I was just that just came too much of a job. That's actually uninstalled on my uh, Xbox now. Um, so I'm just kind of looking for that next big game that'll just suck me in and do that and i did uh yesterday get my first interview in for the upcoming uh series uh swimming upstream where i interview streamers about you know how they started in streaming building their channel things like that uh so the first interview is in the books the second interview i just got to hear back uh on a time for saturday and then i'm just right now i'm still going through streams i'm looking for communities where they're really fun a streamer interacts with them really well um, and so if you have any suggestions on somebody to check out, uh, just drop an email off like you do, like if you're asking us questions. Um, and yeah, that's about it. That's kind of been my week. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Robert sent me the interview earlier. I sort of edited it slightly. You took some parts out and then I sort of, uh, yeah, did, did some other stuff to it and that, uh, made sure it was an MP3 and all, all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, I was, I was very, very happy with what you did. I haven't listened to the, like, entire thing back to front, but I listened to, to most of it and the start and the end and all that. Uh, but I'll, once I have it on the website and that, I'll be listening to it in full myself and stuff. Um, but, uh, it would have been on the website by now if it hadn't been for some technical issues today and stuff. Some technical issues that have been annoying me. But I'm, uh, emailing, uh, our, um, website provider and that uh, back and forth and we're just trying to sort that out today so uh yeah and that and that goes back to back in the day like 08 09 when i was first starting up podcasting i'd you know message community managers get interviews with them and then they would let me they would you know see that i'm not just some random person talking on the internet mm-hmm. and then they'd let me interview like lower game developers things like that but i haven't done that in a while so i got to get back into the habit of being an interviewer Cool, but yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing or hearing uh, more of them and uh, seeing who you get to uh, to interview and stuff. Should be pretty cool. So uh, that's good as well. Uh, speaking of things that are coming up, I did get an email about an hour ago. The uh, CW Superhero Superman and Lois podcast uh, has been approved for iTunes. It's not actually on there yet. It said it said it takes two days, uh, so uh, it it should be on there within the next couple of days. But once it gets uh, 
uh, put onto iTunes and stuff, I shall tweet out the link, so look out for that as well. Uh, but in terms of stuff I've been playing, um, yeah, tried a bit more Final Fantasy VII, uh, the remake. I haven't uh, played too much of it. I'm struggling to get into it a little bit. Um, I'm struggling to understand certain like character motivations or certain like character actions and stuff. The combat's pretty fun and all that. I talked about the combat and stuff on uh, Geek Town. Uh, which been which would uh, which would have been uh, this week uh, yesterday's episode. So uh, have a look out for that if you want that. That's for your uh, TV and film news as well. Uh, Geektime.co.uk, run by David, of course, my other co-host as well. Um, but yeah, it's just it. I'm finding it a little bit more of a struggle than what I thought it was going to be. I'm not actually struggling with the game. Like I'm, you know, doing fairly well with the with the combat and stuff. But uh, it's just the story and the characters, and, and and particularly the part that I did, I think yesterday. I just had like some really just plain questions about like some of the things that are happening in the story and I was like wait why would that character do that and wait why would why is why is this kind of happening and uh, I couldn't just kind of grasp it or whatever so uh, hopefully I can get a little bit more into that but we shall see uh started um just don't, only a little bit today because obviously I've been dealing with some technical issues and other bits and pieces today uh but in between all that stuff uh, I started uh trying have you ever heard of that I've heard it. It's a puzzle-solving game where you got to get from like one end of the map to the other using objects. Yeah, basically, you switch between three characters, or at least I've got three characters at the moment. It's a wizard, uh, a woman with a bow and arrow, and basically a knight with like a shield and sword and stuff. And you can you can switch between them on the fly, and well, you'll have to do that as well. And you basically use their abilities, uh, you know, the, the, the different stuff that they've got to be able to navigate your way through it and that. Um, I quite liked. Uh, the start of it and stuff, it feels like a, a kind of nice little sort of casual game to play. You don't really need to listen to. I mean, if you get into the story and the characters and that, then that's great. But it's not. Uh, it's not a sort of requirement for that sort of thing. I. I think. Um, but uh, it. It could be. I haven't treated it this way yet. But it could be one of them sort of uh, podcast games where you can listen to a podcast or listen to a bit, bit of music or whatever while you play it. But um, I've only played about thirty minutes of it or so, or half an hour roughly of it or so. Um, and uh, seems seems kind of fun. I've got the basically there's the Trine Ultimate Collection, which I think is on Xbox, PS4, and Switch, and probably PC. I would imagine as well. Um, but it's got all four of the games on it. I've obviously installed the first one. And uh, kind of gone from there and stuff. So, yeah, we'll see where that sort of takes me and uh, go from there. The other thing, obviously, Call of Duty. Uh, I had a pretty bad day on it yesterday. Just one, just one of them days where, like, you go to shoot someone, you start shooting them first. They turn around, they shoot you with a couple, couple of bullets and you're, and you're dead kind of thing. Um, we also came across this team yesterday. And they had, um, I don't know what this will mean to the people that don't play Call of Duty that listen to, listening to this. They had riot shields, shotguns. Um, a thermite, which is basically this like little knife kind of thing, where if you throw it at them, that person will start to catch fire. Thus, they will die as well. Plus, if you throw it in like a corner that they're in, the fire will still kind of go off, and it will still damage you. In that, they also had this perk on to where you can switch weapons a lot quicker. So basically, what they were doing was like huddling, huddling up in a group kind of thing, so cornering people one by one or in little groups and that, going up really close to you. Obviously, they can just like sort of deflect your bullets and stuff well not deflect them but you know they can take your bullets and that because obviously they've got the riot shield on um and then they would quickly switch over to their shotgun shoot you switch back to the riot shield and then move on to the next person and it just got to a point where we didn't know what to do because they also had um eod on as well eod is basically where it takes 
pretty much double the amount of uh, explosive damage, so like grenades, RPGs, all that sort of thing. So I thought, like, okay, I'll, I'll get my RPG out and just sort of shoot the ground near them, but EOD went off and it, it was just uh, really, really difficult. So uh, that was that as well. Um, but uh, I had a couple of uh, decent games on it a couple of days before that as well. So uh, it's still a game that I'm playing as well. Uh, Hard Hat, the new map is available as part of the Season 3 update and that it's a map from i think it's from modern warfare 2 uh not one of my favorite maps not one of the maps that gets really talked about that much but um it's an all right one it's basically this massive construction site and you've got like pipes and you've got these containers and obviously you know yeah the, the usual kind of stuff you'd see in a in that sort of place um but uh, in in a construction site, but um, it's it's not a bad map. It's not one of the worst ones they could have chosen, but they could have chosen some better ones as well. But uh, that's been interesting as well. So uh, that's pretty much what I've been playing. Um, and like I have been saying recently, I am going on a podcast break after today until the nineteenth, seventeenth, sixteenth of June, th- uh, three weeks time. So uh, there's that as well. The other thing I said on Twitter today in regards to games. And uh, the gaming podcast and stuff. If there's any like massive news, like let's say the because P- PS5 could re- be revealed at any point, right? I mean, it, it it's possible. If like the PS5 gets revealed at some point between now and then, we'll do like an emergency style podcast, maybe. Because I don't think let's say the PS4 gets announced like next week. I don't think we can leave that kind of sorry the PS5. If the PS5 gets announced like next week, I don't think that's the type of news we can just leave for two weeks and then come back and be like, oh yeah, PS5 revealed kind of thing. That needs to be something that we're kind of on top of if if you get what I mean um but uh what we'll basically do for that is like come back talk about what they revealed and then just kind of do that as a little kind of gaming talk podcast it will still do it will still be a gaming talk episode it just won't be kind of a full one so um we shall see because we don't know when some of these announcements are happening or whatever but uh we'll have to just wait and see so and uh that's pretty much everything I've been doing and playing just waiting to you know go on the break and that and enjoy some some time off and, and stuff like that but uh yeah, that's pretty much everything. Uh, we'll see you in a minute for some housekeeping. Hey guys, what's up? This is Donnie, and I host the Adulting with Donnie podcast. And this is not the show to listen to if you're trying to be a better adult. I started this podcast as a way to offload some thoughts uh, that I have throughout the week. My topics vary widely every week. Movies I've seen, guns and gun control... Sex, people that are stupid, why I don't care about celebrity opinions, TV shows, snowmobiling. The list goes on and on. I'm always taking topic suggestions from fans of the show, too. So join me each week on Adulting with Donnie as I pour some bourbon and allow you to see the inner workings of the mind of a madman. Live free and rant hard. I'm Chrissy. And I'm Jackie. And we are Killer Fun. We explore the intersection of crime and entertainment every other week. For as long as people have been communicating, they have been talking about who did what to whom, and is that socially acceptable? Because the boundaries of society, crime, and entertainment have always gone hand in hand. The more salacious, the weird, the better. From books and movies, to television shows and games, we look at how life and art imitate and inform one another. And we can't get together and not laugh. So let's face it, there's going to be laughing. <laughs> Killer Fun is available anywhere you listen to podcasts. So join us. Today's sponsor is Kualu. If you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today, just click on the link in the show notes and that will take you over to Kualu to get started. They also have a live support chat system that you can use, which is in the bottom right hand corner. So get started with a new website and domain name today with Kualu. 
Hey everybody, if you would like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts and support entertainment talk along the way, all you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk, sign up either as a creator or as a Patreon, there's no difference there. That's just the option for either becoming a creator now or just staying as a patron for the moment. And then all you need to do is support us at the $1 level tier. That will get you access to all of the ad-free podcasts that we've done in the past and get you access to all the ad-free podcasts in that month as well. So it's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also become a patron at the $3 level tier that gets you access to ad-free podcasts and allows you to redeem a review of a TV show or a film of entirely your choice. That's one per month for either a TV show or a film review which is at the $3 level tier. As always, thank you very much for listening. Back to the show. Alright, recently on Entertainment Talk, what do we have here? Let me scroll down... Alright, let's play Sunday's episode from a couple of days ago. If you'd fancy a laugh and want to watch me attempt to do some farming, I played uh, this month's PS Plus game, uh, Farming Simulator 19. You can still go and get it now, I believe, uh, but be quick because the month is ending, so the game will not be on there for too much longer. Uh, But Farming Simulator 19, uh, it's not a game I typically play, but it it made for a good episode of Let's Play Sundays, I think. So uh, I made some mistakes, and I got through the the thing as well, so uh, go and check that out if you want to. Uh, Zoe extraordinary playlist has ended its first season on NBC and E4 you can watch the all of the first season I believe on all four I don't know about the US whether it's still on NBC or not but uh, go and check because it's a show I highly highly recommend uh, but me and Grey uh, from Geek Town, and he's of course been on that that big podcast we did a few weeks ago with everybody. Um, he joined me to talk about the Zoe's uh, extraordinary player season finale. So uh, yeah, go and listen to that if you've seen the episodes as well. Uh, on the run for Run on HBO and Sky Atlantic, I'm going to be watching the possibly series finale later today. It's supposed to be the series finale, but there's some talks about season two. Uh, but I've covered se- uh, seasons one, episodes one through six, so you can check out all of those. And then later today, you should be able to find uh, season one, episode seven which is possibly the series finale. That's on HBO in the US and Sky Comedy in the UK. As I mentioned earlier, uh, CW Superheroes for Superman and Lois. It's an upcoming uh, CW superhero show. It's going to be joining the uh, catalogue of those. Uh, thus, we're going to be covering as well on CW Superheroes. It's going to be part of the Arrowverse and all that. Um, it's going to have, what's their names? Tyler Hecklin and Elizabeth Tudok. Torok? Tudok, I think her name is. Uh, it's going to have her as Lois as well. Um, the podcast, like I said, has been accepted by iTunes, but it's not quite available on iTunes feeds yet. But look out for that within the next couple of days. Uh, but if you want to listen to the podcast itself, the announcement podcast, it is available on entertainmenttalk.org. Uh, we, we also covered the Batwoman finale, and then about 10 minutes later, it was announced that Ruby Rose is leaving the show. Me and uh, David did, however, talk about Ruby Rose leaving Batwoman on Geek Town. So if you want to know my thoughts on that and replacements and all that sort of stuff, you could check out Geek Town. But if you want to know our thoughts, my and Robert's thoughts on the season finale season 1 episode 20 uh, you can check that out as well gaming talk for last week we jumped into uh, Ghost of Tsushima um, and talked about the gameplay demo that they showed last week you can probably check that out if you search for Ghost of Tsushima on uh, YouTube or just check PlayStation's YouTube channel we talked about Minecraft as well because they sold just dozens of copies of um, 
of uh, of that and uh, we talked about some call of duty updates and stuff um and yeah that's pretty much what we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms remember next week 3rd of june classic review season 4 starts the whole season's been recorded edited scheduled and all that that will run for 12 weeks from next week on wednesday so exactly a week today so have a look out for that as well let's uh jump into some news see you for that in a minute Alright, so just a quick note as well. Um, in about 45 minutes, or just over 45 minutes, uh, Sony is going to be doing a Last of Us 2 deep dive, state of play type thing, a presentation on on Last of Us 2. Uh, I imagine it will be the final thing we'll see of the game because it's out in about 3 or 4 weeks. Um, we are going to be doing a watch along style thing for that, or listen along style thing for that. Uh, but what we thought we'd do is record the whole of the main weekly news podcast and that, and then do the Last of Us 2 thing at the end. So um, stay tuned for that at the end of the podcast, I suppose. Uh, But in the meantime, Robert, what would you like to talk about in terms of news? Well, first up, uh, the Premier Football League Manchester United has filed a lawsuit against Sega and Sports Interactive, the publisher and developer of Football Manager. The club is unhappy of how its name, badge, and overall trademark have been used in the game without its consent, despite appearing in Football Manager for decades. According to The Guardian, Manchester United's attorney is also seeking to add player-made mods to the lawsuit in light of how it claims Sega and Sports Interactive encourage players to use those mods to recreate the club in the game. Uh, Sega counter-argued that the lawsuit by Man U intends to prevent legitimate competition in the video game field by preventing parties not licensed by the claimant, being Man U, from using the name of uh, the Manchester United football team with such games. It also argues that the validity of the lawsuit that seeks to prevent the use of the name Manchester United in any context has no authority. Um, Sega lawyers also questioned why the lawsuit is only being brought forward now after Football Manager and its predecessors have been using the name and logo since 1992 when the game first came into being. Uh, Sega also mentions that Sports Interactive sent copies of the game and officials and players of the club, while the club has also shared the game and its features across social channels without issue. Now, this lawsuit is only just past the preliminary hearings, and a ruling still needs to be made on additional claims presented by Manchester United, but fun with lawyers. Yeah, yeah, so this is this is a weird one. Um, I haven't seen the specifics of, like, what they've done in the Football Manager game or whatever, so I couldn't comment on that necessarily. Um, it is a weird one. It is weird, because, like you said, they've probably been in that game for as long as they've, well, been in there, at least a good few years. Uh, I don't know how far back sort of Football Manager goes. I know that FIFA and Pro Evolution Soccer have been around the while. Uh, FIFA's probably the longest running of those, uh, those three big, because those are the three big kind of football game franchises pro evolution soccer fifa obviously from ea and uh, football manager as well but um yeah i will say one thing as someone who you know knows the club supports manchester united as well uh hence you know we have a manchester united podcast which isn't active at the moment because there's no football being played um at least in this country um it's uh it, it, it what 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 my mind sort of went to as you were saying this is like okay I, I was thinking like okay why why would Man United want to do this and then I thought about um okay our our uh, owners the the Glazers 
Um, I don't know how much this connects to this lawsuit or whatever, but um, they like money quite a lot. Like, really like money a lot. Like, really, really, really like money a lot. To the point where um, there's this... uh, I don't know exactly where it is, but there's this section of Old Trafford that um, over the course of the season that that was going on, this this current 19-20 to season, which has obviously been paused because of what's going on in the world, um, there's things like uh, when, obviously, because, you know, the the team's in Manchester and it tends to rain there quite a lot, uh, there was some leaks in the roof and stuff like that, and um, they've just left it um, like that. They haven't bothered to, like, fix the stadium or whatever. whatever. So what what I'm trying to sort of do here is put a bit of a perspective as to the people that actually own Manchester United, they like money quite a lot. So in order to, you know, you know, for putting this lawsuit forward and wanting money from this particular company and that sort of thing, um, that part connects with me very, very much. Um, and uh, I would... It, that, that sort of makes sense, if you know what I mean. Given given how, how wrongful they've treated the club pretty much since they brought it um, and, and, and that sort of stuff. And from things, like I said, you know, from the, the you know, Old Trafford, the actual football stadium, they haven't repaired it and things like that. So this seems like a bit of a smaller thing for them to, to go after. I know, I know it's, you know, the license of the club and there is uh, branding branding there and, and things like that. And there is things to be protected. But uh, I'm just trying to put into perspective for those of you who don't really know the club what the owners are like. Um, they also, one thing that bothered a lot of Man United fans in January when we went to buy Bruno Fernandes, there was this, we did buy him in the end and he's been a great player and all that sort of stuff. Um, we were, well, Man United, the, the Glazers and that, were, were negotiating for three or four weeks over um, a couple hundred, sort of like thousand pounds or whatever. Because uh, we went to buy Bruno Fernandes basically for about uh, 45 million or something and there was just weeks and weeks where it was like okay no we want it we want it we want to offer a little bit more a little bit less a little bit more whatever and it just got ridiculous so um does that kind of put things into a good perspective in terms of you know the people that own this football club and how it kind of might connect to this oh yeah i see the same thing over here in the states with the american football clubs there's uh, 32 nfl teams and one is owned kind of publicly as like a public company and the rest are owned by billionaires Mm. And billionaires do what billionaires do. The Indianapolis Colts, which is where I live in Indianapolis, um, Jim Ursay owns that team, and he's legendary for not being stupid with his money, but getting what he wants just because he can spend the money to do it. Like he, there's a, a really famous uh, concert venue close to where he lives, and for where he lives, it's like a 20 minute drive, and he doesn't want to waste the 20 minutes, so he just takes his helicopter. Yeah, okay. it's like a six-minute helicopter ride, and he just bops in, bops over, because, you know, he's got the money to do that. Right, yeah. Um, yeah. But he's also really, like, philanthropic. He has um, a massive uh, music collection in terms of, like, instruments. He's got, like, $4 million guitars, and he loans, he buys them and loans them out to museums for displays and things like that. So he's not a total, I guess, wanker, for lack of a better word. But, yeah, when you, when you are in that uh, triple comma club, um, you just do whatever you want. Yeah, yeah, basically. So, just oh, and to, uh, to go back to your point. Uh, football manager's first game was in 1992, so that's how long that game's been around. Okay, it's been a while then. So, um, you had people like David Beckham playing for the team then. So that was the uh, you know great 90s team of uh, Manchester United, which won the treble in '99. Which, by the way, no English club has, no other, no other English club has done. So, <laughs> um, yeah, even but, I know vaguely of David Beckham, but that's mostly just because he married a Spice Girl. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and yeah. a fun little weird fact: 
um, KFC's Twitter account follows all five Spice Girls and six random people named Herb. Hmm. For the okay. 11 herbs and spices in the chicken. <laughs> okay, that's cool. Um, but yeah, they're, they're a club as well where like, you know, they're, they're fiddling about with money and trying to, um, trying to pick the club of, of all the money they can. Um, just for further reference as well, as well, um, the Glazers, they're actually former bankers. So that kind of tells you something about where their mind is in terms of money. They want they want to gain it instead of invest it in the club, um, as well. And from what I heard, I think it was some point um earlier this year that they've taken they they've managed to take 2.8 billion from the club to basically put in their own back pocket so yeah not uh, not not the greatest owners the club's still doing relatively well not as well as it used to be doing but um yeah hopefully this at the end of the day hopefully this lawsuit gets suited and uh, everybody is relatively happy with uh, how things go so there we go what else do you want to talk about today well, when uh, Reggie Fils-Aimé retired from president of Nintendo uh, a while back, everybody's wondering, well, what's he going to do next? Well, he did what pretty much everybody else has done at some point, and that's start a podcast. Uh, Reggie joined with journalist Harold Goldberg and created the Talking Games with Reggie and Harold podcast. Uh, their first episode was yesterday, and their first guest was Xbox boss Phil Spencer. Um, I haven't had a ch- chance to listen to it yet, but, you know, it's Reggie. He's always been good in front of the camera. I don't know who Harold Goldberg is, but, you know, I'll listen to pretty much any podcast with Phil Spencer because it's very clear from all his actions that he loves games, he loves gamers, and he just wants the gaming industry to be the best that it can be. Yeah, yeah, Reggie's a great guy, so is uh, Phil. Both of them have done really, really good stuff with both Nintendo and uh, Xbox. Um, one of them isn't at their you know previous job with Nintendo. Um, yeah, like, like I kind of said to you before we started, because obviously we tell each other what news we've got for the podcast and that. Yeah, it's a very very good start. You know, having Phil uh, Phil spent. Oh, I said Phil Jones for some reason. I've got Man United on the mind now. Um, on my mind now, but uh, yeah, with uh, Phil Spencer having him as a first guest, I imagine they're pretty good friends as well. You know, because. Yeah, they've worked, you know, both in these higher-up jobs and that. Uh, they had that moment, of course, was it last year at the Game Awards when they all kind of came out on stage, and that's when Sean Layden was uh, head of head of Sony, and now it's somebody else as well. Um, yeah, I think that was last year's Game Awards. Yeah, yeah, they came out and did like a nice little speech and stuff. But um, yeah, it it sounds like one that's worth going listen to. Both of them are great guys. I'm sure they got tons of stories to uh, to tell and things like that. And um, yeah, sounds like some good stuff. What was the name of the podcast? Sorry. Talking Gaming with uh, Reggie and Harold. Okay, okay. So, uh, yeah, go and look for that on your podcast service, or probably, it's probably spread all over the place. It's, you know, it's Reggie if he's a me, so. Yeah, officially it's a, on SoundCloud, um, and I don't know if they have gotten it through to the RSS feeds for podcast apps. So if nothing else, you can just go to SoundCloud.com and then search for that name and get it there. Cool. So we'll see what comes of that in the future. Um, be great if they got Sean... Layden, uh, Phil, and uh, obviously Reggie himself on there. They all talked about you know Nintendo, Xbox, PlayStation. That would be pretty great. So, because mm-hmm. even though yeah there is the business competitive side of things, they're still you know able to be good friends and be be nice to each other and that sort of thing. Um, so there we go. But uh, look out for that in the future. Uh, what else do you want to talk about today? Well, the game that we've discussed a couple of times, Grounded from Obsidian Entertainment, is getting a demo in a couple of weeks. Uh, if you have steam on your pc or you're part of the insider xbox uh, program uh, the demo will come out on june 9th uh, the game is slated 
for a June 28th launch, but so I'm sure this is just more like, you know, bug check, put it out to the world, see, you know, kind of get a feel for it. Now, this is a game that I am interested in because I do love base buildings. I do love base management games. And so I was like on the fence, like 65, 70% that I'll probably buy it. But I'm definitely going to check out the uh, demo. And then that's probably going to either swing it more to like the 90% or if it's not a fun game, then swing it out of the way. And hey, I saved me some money. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, you know, games I think should have more demos and stuff. It gives you know the audience a taste of what they're getting before they jump into it. Um, <clears throat> Game Pass is pretty much the next good alternative to that. You know, it's usually re- relatively cheap, and you can try out a bunch of different games and things. Because um, obviously, you know, we don't get anywhere near as many game demos as what we used to get, uh, especially from like the PS One, PS Two, PS Three um, era. It really started to slow down once this current gen kind of came out we still had a few of them at the start of the gen generation but now it's been pretty much uh trials for games and and things like that so i guess in some way shape or form they've stuck around but they're not nearly as uh (coughs) regular as what they used to be so um it's it's a shame that that that's happened as well because you know what's what's the harm in giving a gamer 20 minutes to to an hour or some some point uh in the region sometime in the region of that um to try a game for free it doesn't give away the whole game maybe you can just give them a gameplay slice uh to see what they think um you know there might there might be certain business reasons i don't know about as to why that sort of has stopped a bit but uh i think it's a good thing at the end of the day um you know you give a small slice of the game away for free uh maybe you attract even more customers than what you had before to to, to your game it just depends on uh how you kind of go about doing that but uh no i'm interested to try this grounded thing it's been one that i've been on on the fence with i like the idea but as i've kind of said a few times with those sort of building games and stuff i want more of an end game as opposed as opposed to as opposed to something like a minecraft where like you build to show things off or you build to like say hey we built i don't know Dis- disneyland or whatever or disney world uh in minecraft and you can come and visit it that's that's cool that's really really great but that's not really what i would play that type of game for i suppose um but um we'll see what uh what comes of it it's got an interesting little idea as well these sort of small people and and that sort of stuff a bit a bit sort of bugs life toy story-esque if you will um with sort of like the, the size differences and stuff so I'm, I'm interested to see what it looks like and what it's about um did you have a date for that for the the demo yeah, the demo is June 9th, which is a okay. Tuesday, and then the game comes out June 28th, which is a Sunday, which is kind of weird, unless it was July 28th and I just misread it. Huh. Um, you know, and that's all assuming that things don't get delayed because of everything that's going on, so. Yeah, yeah, so we shall see uh, what that is like on June 9th when we get to try it for free, so interesting stuff. Uh, what else do you want to talk about today? Well, in an interview with Derek Kolstad, who wrote and co, who is a writer and co-creator of the John Wick series, uh, mentioned that he's pitching a couple of TV shows based on video games. Uh, the first bit pitch was based on the indie hit My Friend Pedro, which actually does kind of make sense when you think about it, because it's a game where you shoot people stylistically in slow motion, even if you're doing it while you're riding a skateboard under orders from a talking banana named Pedro. Hmm. Uh, it's kind of thing. It's, it's really silly, but I could, you know, maybe like a one-off episode something like that uh the second one is called bendy and the ink machine uh that's one of those games that you might know it if you follow a lot of streamers otherwise it's probably unheard of it's a first person survival horror game where the twist is that all the enemies are golden age cartoon characters made super super creepy so think uh who framed roger roger rabbit but done in the art style of hr geiger hmm cool 
Um, yeah, I think uh, with, with regards to my friend Pedro, um, I I didn't really click with the game too much. I think at the end of the day, I, mean, I think I did like a little one of my little scripted review kind of things, which is uh, one of my little short reviews. Um, but one of the things I kind of said about the game was like that there's it's one of them games where there's just too much going on at once. There's too many different controls. The fundamental idea of it was pretty cool, but there was there was just too much in there uh, kind of going on. Like if you, there was always something that you should have been doing in the game that you weren't. So it was either jumping, shooting, dodging, reloading, uh, moving about or whatever. And uh, it was just a bit too much at the end of the day, which is a shame because I remember when I saw some footage of that game and uh, I was I was quite interested and uh, and impressed. There's also like some parts later on in the game where like if you if you can do it, you can sort of jump on a skateboard and you can flip around on that and shoot people and do all these tricks and stuff and it it just yeah, it was it was too sort of fiddly and and that sort of thing. Um but you know, if you take away the gameplay side of things and turned it into I I, I agree some sort of like I don't know, 2 hour film or something like that. Uh like a Deadpool style cuz it is very sort of Deadpool-esque in that way. Uh, like a two hour sort of Deadpool style thing. I think that could work pretty well. Um, uh, I th- now that I kind of think about it. Maybe that friend, maybe that uh, IP would have worked better as a uh, as a little film or something. Um, I think that's from um, yeah, Devolver Digital. Devolver, Devolver Digital. I think their their name is it. They're known for doing their sort of uh, more crazy kind of out there games, which my friend my friend Pedro uh, very much sort of is. But uh, yeah, did you ever get a chance to play this? I think it was um, it might have only been on Switch though. So, did you ever get a chance to see it or anything? No, I, I've seen a little bit of gameplay of it, because I was looking that up for the podcast. Mm-hmm. And it does one of those things that looks like if you can get the sync down with the controls, it could be a lot of fun. But I haven't had, actually had a chance to play it yet. Yeah, it's it, it's good if you can get that. And there's a couple of people who said like they really sort of practiced a lot with it and restarted certain levels and did you know levels over and over again and uh, got better with it. But I just I just could never get the grasp of it. So, uh, plus I played it with Joy Cons at the time, and that definitely didn't make any better. So, yeah, in terms of those those small buttons and stuff. So, um, we shall see. Uh, but what do you think of uh, the other thing as well that you said about? Yeah, the uh, the uh, the Who Framed Roger Robert as a horror thing. I haven't seen that one. I didn't get a chance to find that up because, like I said, it's kind of obscure in terms of who actually plays that. But you know. The the John Wick movies are pretty good. I mean, it's very clear that you can make an amazing movie with a minimal script if you have an excellent uh, writer, actor, and stunt coordinator. So, I mean, plus, when you look at uh, the animated series on Netflix for Castlevania and the live uh, action adaptation for The Witcher, both of those were really good. Mm-hmm. So I could see... I, I mean, these are just being pitched. It's not like we have like a script or a contract or anything. So these are... If they happen, they're way, way off in the future. But you never know. Yeah, we shall see. So, there we go. Uh, what else do you want to talk about today? Uh, the games for gold for June, all of them, got released uh, yesterday. Some interesting ones. Uh, the ones that are open at the first of the month are Shantae and the Pirate's Curse. And obviously, that's a extension of Shantae and the Half uh, Genie. And then because the remaster for Destroy All Humans is out, the original Xbox Destroy All Humans game is going to be released on the first as well. Uh, The mid-month games are kind of interesting. On the 360, the mid-month game is Sign Mora, which is a uh, shoot-em-up game with timing manipulation and a grim narrative, according to the description. 
Uh, the other one, which kind of has me intrigued, is called Coffee Talk. Uh, according to the description here, Coffee Talk is a coffee brewing and heart-to-heart talking simulator about listening to fantasy-inspired modern people's problems and helping them by serving up a warm drink or two. So that one, I never heard of that game. Apparently it first came out on the Switch back in January. But as a game, I gotta admit I'm a little intrigued. I might have to check that out. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm with you on the coffee talk thing. I think I've heard uh, Greg Miller talk about that probably when it came out on the Switch uh, earlier this year or whenever that was. Uh, and it sounded interesting. It sounded like a nice, simple kind of game, which is, yeah, that works as well. Um, but uh, that sounded kind of interesting. I'm I'm curious about why Destroy All Humans is there because the remaster or remake, whatever it's being labelled as, is coming out next month. So I kind of just wondered, like, because uh, obviously people that are waiting for that and waiting for that sort of nostalgic kind of hit, I don't think they're going to want to, I mean I could be wrong about this, but I don't think they're going to want to play the old version for a little bit and then like jump into the new remastered version, whatever. I just kind of thought from uh, the THQ standpoint, because they're the ones that are doing the remaster and that, um, that they'd want to just let the remaster come out. I'm not really sure, but uh, that's that's a bit of a weird one for me. What, what do you think of that situation? Well- Honestly, I think it's kind of a, a a hook to try to get people to buy the remaster because there's a lot of people that probably have never played it before because this is like I said, this is an original Xbox game. So at a minimum, the game's 16 years old. So that would put it almost before your time. And everybody that's already got that game pre-ordered for the new remaster, this is just a free hey you know get a little bit into it mm-hmm. and everybody that's not played it before they'll play a bit of it and they're like hey i kind of like this and then they'll pick up the remaster because it's going to be obviously a better version of itself yeah yeah the other two i don't have too much particular interest but uh i'm curious about coffee talk but with coffee talk i'll probably because um, i don't have game pass ultimate or anything um i'll probably pick that up on the switch at some point it's not a game on the, i'm in a rush to play so i may wait for a uh retail version or something so i can maybe rent that or something like that but um yeah it's one one that i'm interested in so yeah it's a games with gold so yeah yeah we shall see uh so that's your games of gold for june gosh you're almost in june it's uh time time is flying so time is an in, in, uh irrelevant contract <laughs> and I, yeah I, most days i wake up i literally need like a good four or five minutes before i can remember what actual calendar day it is <laughs> yeah yeah, I, there was a couple of weeks ago when um, I woke up and it was Monday and I was like, oh, it's Sunday, I'm going to watch like this film and do this and that. And I was like, oh, no, it's Monday, I've got these like other podcasts and stuff to do. But sometimes it happens to people, doesn't it? You wake up and it, you think it's one day, but sometimes it's it's a different day. So, yeah, time flies. But, uh, yeah, that's your Games of Gold for June 2020. Um, what else did you want to talk about today? Well, the last article that I have to talk about is the upcoming game Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Uh, they included a game mechanic in it, and while it's historically accurate, it's just so out of left field, I had to talk about it. Now, I did mention this a little bit before we started recording. Mm-hmm. Just take, like, one or two guesses of, like, the most out of left field, never would have guessed in a million years kind of a guess of what kind of game mechanic they're including in uh, this game. Uh, well, I'm not really, yeah, I'm not really too familiar with like Vikings themselves. Not they're not a uh, particular group of people I've necessarily known too much about. So I'm guessing it's something a bit more to do with with that kind of culture. But um, 
I don't really know because we talked about the Hidden Blade. I think last week we talked about the the uh, some other stuff as well in the setting and that. But um, I don't know something to do with clothes. Maybe I'm not really sure. Rap battles. Rap battles. No, I wouldn't have guessed that. No. Uh, yeah, if you go back into the uh, historical records of the Icelandic sagas, there's a thing called flighting. I think I'm pronouncing that right. It's F L Y T I N G. Which is a rhythmic, rhythmically insult uh, fighting aesthetic to uh, records. Uh, there's records of flightings between Odin and Thor. Uh, there's records of uh, flighting between Loki and literally every other god in the pantheon. Because let's face it, he's a bit of a troll. Mm-hmm. Pun intended. <laughs> uh, so the Assassin's Creed Valhalla will include rhythmic poetry in the forms of flighting between the game protagonist and other warriors. Uh, these are boasting competitions where warriors often around a table at a mead hall would playfully insult each other to a rhythmic scene and it's captioned with your axes as dull as your expression so i mean obviously this is historically accurate because this is something that if you say it's is and it's not you're gonna get roasted for it and it's so odd but i'm gotta find out at least see some let's player youtube of this now if nothing else i have to see at least one of these yeah yeah i mean it's probably to do with like you know you can bet in-game currency or you know win something or something like that there's probably something in there that that ties into like some of the more main mechanics of the game um because you know if it's if it's a competition thing within assassin's creed uh, and you're like picking a rat to to do that with, or 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 have it on your team, or something like that. Um, yeah, I, I would guess it probably leads to like um, some sort of side quest or whatever, or some sort of mechanic. Um, so we shall see what that may. I, I'm guessing yeah, it probably ties into some other main mechanic for the game, but uh, we'll see exactly what that is for. So because uh, it, it feels like that that could be used for some type of like gambling in the game. I don't know if that was. A particular thing back then or whatever but uh yeah probably something like that so we shall see yeah i think it might be more story based because um you know your interaction with characters um far as i mean i haven't played an assassin's creed game in a while but i'm sure there's like some sort of like reputation thing to where you have to win a rat battle or two in order to progress maybe in a story mechanic sense like i said i don't know how this is going to get implemented but i'm super intrigued now yeah yeah, could be interesting. So we shall see in October something or whenever that game's going to come out. So there we go. Uh, did you say that was the last thing you had to talk about? Yeah, that's the last thing I got. Cool. Well, I've got uh, a PS Plus game for June. Uh, not all of them have been revealed. Of course, there's only two anyway. But uh, the first one is uh, for Call of Duty World War Two. Um, so obviously, it's a you know another Call of Duty game from Activision. Um, this is one of the ones I never played, uh, one of the few that I never played. I think there was maybe two or three Call of Duty games I've not touched, like, at all. There's a few games that I've jumped into, but they're not sort of stuck with, uh, in the Call of Duty, uh, franchise and that. But, um, a lot of people were saying, like, you know, this is is the worst one in the franchise, this is one of the most boring ones in the franchise. Uh, a lot of people said it's got one of the best campaigns, but I think people are forgetting how good the Modern Warfare campaigns are. But, uh, you know, I've not played the World War Two campaign myself. Um, we don't have what the other game is. There's rumours about, like, it's Spider-Man or it's something else. But we don't actually know what it is yet because it hasn't been announced. But, uh, yeah, you can actually apparently download this right now. 
uh, the Call of Duty World War 2. It's not actually June yet, but apparently you can download it as a PS Plus game for uh, for June for 2020. Any thoughts on them choosing this game and the fact that they've only announced one game so far? That's kind of weird that they announced it just the one game and then made it available immediately. Um, mm. I don't do shooters, so obviously I'll just add it to my library, but I probably won't download it. Um, I really doubt that Spider-Man will be the next one just because yeah. there's probably st- people that will still buy that. It's not outside of its sales rate yet versus um, the Call of Duty one. I can't imagine that's been bought in a while. Yeah, yeah. So, um, But yeah, m- maybe it's something to do with like the other game is still having a deal worked out or I don't really know. It's pretty late in the month to maybe be sorting that out, but um, we shall see what the other one is. But uh, that's all we've got for PS Plus. So, uh, we've already talked about the games of gold. Uh, let's get the rumor mill stuff out of the way. This is the section where I don't follow the clickbaity stuff. I follow the more r- rumor mill stuff. Um, so, speaking of Call of Duty as well, rumor mill. Uh, the, the Call of Duty 2020 game is apparently called Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Uh, this is just a rumor, of course. We don't know what the next game is actually going to be called, but. Um, I don't know if this will be something that will pull me into the next one. I do like as as many complaints as I've got about Modern Warfare and you know when I get killed in the game and that sort of stuff. Um, I'm not really sure how much that would interest me. Uh, the Black Ops franchise I think is a bit overrated within Call of Duty. Uh, I think the, the Modern Warfare just I just think that Call of Duty is so much better when it does grounded warfare and doesn't do any of this uh, extra kind of stuff or tries tries to be more than that i think it needs to sort of stick to that i know that every, you can't do a modern warfare game every single year because you've got different themes within war that you can go to different time periods they've been to you know world war Two and uh, some of the other world wars and all that and they've been to the future as well with call of duty with uh, infinite warfare advanced warfare which were some of the worst games in call of duty in the call of duty franchise um but any thoughts on this then maybe going to back to back to black ops maybe well like i've said I don't know how many times on the podcast I'm not much of a first-person shooter. It's not really my jam. Mm. Uh, So whatever they make and whatever they call it, I'm sure the people that are fans of it will love it and play it. I'm sure people that are kind of on the fence with it will follow it and then make that decision likewise. And myself, I'll be just like, cool, be happy with what you get, and uh, I'll be over here doing my own thing. Yep. So uh, we'll see who jumps ship with that uh, presumably later in the year. So, we shall see. Another thing that we got is regarding to Kingdom Hearts, which, yeah, came out a fair bit ago, actually, didn't it? So, uh, Kingdom Hearts 3. But this is to do with, uh, apparently there is a Kingdom Hearts TV show in development from Disney, uh, for Disney+, Plus, of course, because it will be family-friendly, which will be fairly easy to do, because the series already is. Uh, makes sense it would go on Disney+, Plus. you know, their new streaming service, their fam- family-friendly streaming service. It's a family-friendly sort of property as well, so you can easily do that. Um, I've seen some verified accounts. I'm not sure how much they're tied into Kingdom Hearts and that, because I'm not really into that sort of series. I've t- I tried some of three, but it never really worked for me. Uh, but more, there's, there's been, you know, verified people talking about, yeah, this is happening, and there's certain voice casts returning, and t- there's there's more than just like, oh, this might be happening kind of thing out there um i don't think you played any of the kingdom hearts games did you i played a little bit of it back in 2005 when i was working in las vegas i had a roommate with two other people and one of them had a playstation 2 and had kingdoms our hearts on it so i got a couple of hours in so I'm familiar ish enough with the mechanics but not really in terms of like the actual story and lore and whatnot mm-hmm. yeah um but uh, do you think a tv show could work 
cocaine and moss? I mean, it's possible. I mean, TV shows on other stuff have worked before. It's one of those things that, you know, it's not like they have to go out and get the rights. I mean, this is a Disney Plus show, and so it's all going to be Disney characters, so it's all going to be in-house. Yeah. Um, the question is, is just like, are you going to have like maybe five or six voice actors? You're going to have the same actors from the game. You're going to have new people come in and do things like that. I mean, there's a lot of questions, but it's one of those things we're not going to get answers until much later. Yeah, so we'll see how all that works, if it even is in development. But this seems a bit more solid than the Call of Duty stuff, so we shall see. Uh, moving off of the rumour mail back to solid news or news that is confirmed. Uh, this was confirmed last week, in fact, but we had a lot of news to talk about, and it just sort of slipped through the cracks, if you if if you will. Uh, the Mafia Definitive Edition, um, I've got some details of that here. Uh, the teaser trailer was released last week, and we have the following information. Rebuilt from the ground up, updated script with new dialogue and backstories, new cutscenes, new gameplay sequences and features. Um, the games also use the Mafia 3 engine, which is the newest game in the franchise. Mafia 3 came out few years ago uh coming august 28th so that's the first um mafia the second and third games i believe have had the same treatment you know new new script and story and all that sort of stuff new story parts um sort of a new a new cut if you will speaking of you know references of you know snyder cut and stuff like that it sort of feels like a new uh yeah new 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 bits and pieces to add to it and that sort of thing uh, Mafia 2 and 3 however are available right now and this was released last week so they've been available for a little bit of time so if you're nostalgic for the series or maybe you've never tried it you're curious about it or whatever uh, you are going to have to wait until the 28th of August for the first game for some reason uh, but you can download Mafia 2 and 3 I don't know if you can get them individually but obviously you can get them as a pack I believe uh, they are available right now um, Robert did you ever play any of the Mafia games? No, I never played any Mafia games. I vaguely-ish remember some of the gameplay, but I know I was playing other stuff at the time, and I just don't remember what. And now that we're on the third one, you know, you kind of have to go back from one because i got to imagine at some point the plot's going to matter if you start with two or three and you haven't played one yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, the second one came out when I was at high school. I played through that. I really, really liked Mafia 2. I uh, never played the first one. I don't remember when it came out. Or I, don't, I don't know anything about that game, to be honest. Uh, Mafia 3, I was really, really disappointed with. Um, it had really, really repetitive gameplay, which I hope that they fixed, given you know new gameplay sequences and features and all that sort of stuff. Um, so we shall see about that. But uh, yeah, Mafia Three was, I think, an anthology from the second game. So I'm not, I'm not sure if the first game has anything to do with the second, because the third game doesn't have anything to do with the second. Because, um, like I said, I don't know anything about Mafia One's story. But um, yeah, it's uh, yeah, Mafia Three just didn't really enjoy it. Mafia Two was a lot, lot better. Um, but uh, like I said, they're in their anthology sort of thing, so you can play the second one as well. Uh, I'm curious about the first one because like I said that's the one that I never did get a chance to play. Uh, I'm going to have to wait until the 20th of August which is perfectly fine. Um, I'm interested to see because Mafia 3 had some good ideas but it just didn't execute them very well because the game was bogged down with repetitive, re- repetitive gameplay so I'm I'm curious to know and to maybe go back in and see like okay if they've got some new stuff in there they've improved it or whatever and some new gameplay sequences if like if I jumped back in would I enjoy it more would they have more for me to more for me to do that's a bit different uh, there was plenty to do in it and stuff and plenty of missions and that there was quite a few missions but you were literally doing the same thing over and over again so I'm curious to know uh, how that has in, improved itself so we shall see but if you're curious about Mafia 2 and 3 remasters uh, you can get them now uh, I believe that's on 
Xbox, uh, Xbox One, PS4, I think PC as well. I don't know if it's on Switch, um, but uh, go and have a look out for that on your gaming store, if you will. So we shall see. Um, I'd be interested to know, like, if if that does well as well. Like, is is there already a Mafia Four in development? I'm not really sure. Uh, I guess we'll find out sooner or later. But uh, that's your Mafia news for for now. So. Uh, what other thing do we have to talk about? Uh, I haven't jumped onto GTA yet, have I? Uh, GTA 5 has sold apparently over 130 million units. Uh, a couple of things to bear in mind with this. This is a previous generation game, so it was available on Xbox 360 and PS3, which is where I first played it. Um, it is available, of course, yeah, on PC. Um, it's not on Switch. It is on Xbox One and PS4. So it's been it's been on a few different consoles. You know, it's not Skyrim, but it's been on a few uh, a few different consoles. And obviously, it's you know had had the chance to be brought twice and and all that sort of stuff. And obviously, it's got a huge online following. Lots of people play that. Uh, does this number surprise you, Robert? 130 million? Not really. When you consider the game was launched before this current console generation was out, and yet it's still always in the top ten in terms of. Uh, uh, games sold for uh, when they when they come out with numbers of games sold um, every month for that uh, list. You know what's been sold that month. It's always in the top ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So no, that's not really a big surprise. Yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. Good stuff for Rockstar and for Two K and and all that. Um, there we did talk. I think a few weeks ago about GTA Six is in development. Um, but uh, we won't see that for probably quite some time. My guess, which if you uh, didn't listen to the episode or whatever or if you knew or whatever the case may be I predicted at the time that GTA 6 would be the end of the PS5 uh, Series X life cycle I can't remember what you said for predictions but we both said like quite a few years uh, do you remember what you said at the time? I think yeah not at the end of the PS5 life cycle but definitely close to like mid middle of it I would not see it at a minimum in the next three years Yeah, just because they I mean obviously they for story-wise, that's the only thing GTA 6 is going to be a story because they make way too much money, way, way too much money on uh, GTA Online in terms of like the shark cards mm-hmm. that uh, they'd literally be shooting themselves in the foot if they uh, ended that or d- changed it to where you didn't have your progression from uh, GTA Online from when 5 came out. Yeah, I imagine they're going to move that over to... GTA 6 keep the same game modes and things like that and uh, just put a new kind of story in for in for GTA 6 I do hope that they do a story driven thing driven thing for uh, for GTA 6 plus it will give them a chance you know I don't think GTA 5 is the best running game to play right now in terms of like you know it, it's a I, I remember when I last played it and this was a couple of years ago and it started to feel a little bit outdated so I don't know what it feels like to, to play now but I imagine you know if with GTA 6 and new sort of gameplay mechanics and stuff they might sort of just freshen things up a bit not that they are desperate to do that but it will just make the experience a bit better so we shall see uh but that's everything that we've got for the news we have about you know, eight minutes here, so we're going to go through some of these emails, one of which I can answer fairly quickly. I'll, I won't, you know, rush through them, but we got we got a little bit of time to answer these emails. Of course, if you've got any thoughts, feelings, questions, comments on video games or anything related to Entertainment Talk, Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org, Twitter, eTalkUK, there's a contact page and information in your show notes. Also, like Robert said earlier, if you are a Twitch streamer and you would like to be interviewed by him, uh, you can also write in as well and request that. 
Daniel has a question for me. Uh, says, was curious about some next-gen transitions, one of which we kind of just discussed with GTA Online, uh, and was thinking about multiplayer games. What are Matt's plans for the next Call of Duty, Call of Duty, and when the PS5 comes out? Thanks, and enjoy your podcast break. I hope I very much do from tomorrow. Um, I don't know yet. We haven't. I haven't discussed that with any of the people that I played the game with yet. Um, you know, because there's, you know, it, are some of them gonna um, get a PS5? Is Call of Duty Modern Warfare even gonna run on PS5? Are they gonna jump to whatever the next Call of Duty is gonna be? Is that gonna be on PS4? Can I join them there? Are they gonna? Uh, are we gonna be able to do crossplay with PS4 and PS5 on either the same game or the new one? Uh, we haven't really had those questions actually answered yet. So once we sort of get those questions answered. Uh, I'll uh, eventually come out with some sort of solution, but it's going to be a few months away from now, and uh, we shall see. So, because n- none of the players I've really played with have even talked about like, okay, what are we going to do with the next Call of Duty and stuff? Because not everyone might not want to play the next one. Uh, everyone that I play with, some of them might stick to the old one, some of them might jump to the new one. Uh, I don't know yet. So, uh, to answer your question, but not really answer it, I'm not really sure because we just we just don't know how all that stuff will work here or what everybody else wants to do. So. Because uh, to be honest, you know, even if some of my uh, the, the players that I play with, if they move to the next Call of Duty, but I really don't like the next one, maybe I won't play it. Maybe I will. I'm I'm not really sure. So we shall see. Yeah. Plus, the uh, PS5 might come out with so expensive a price, you just don't have one for right away. Yeah. 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 So because like, what about if two of us get a PS5 and the rest of us can't, and then they can't play Modern Warfare with the other people? Are they going to jump back to their PS4 or? Yeah, what are, what are we going to sort of do? Plus, I play with a couple of PC players, so like, how, how's all that going to work? Uh, we just don't know yet. So, uh, And lastly, Catherine says, It was interesting to hear you both talk about uh, next-gen games with the Unreal uh, Engine 5 reveal, and uh, with you talking about Ghosts of Tsushima last week. My question is this, uh, what sort of games do you want to see next-gen, any particular genre? Uh, well, kind of echoing what I said last week, I'm not really concerned about graphics for next gen i think games are still going to continue to look great games look really really great right now i'm just more curious as to yeah like i said last week what what are we going what are we going to be able to do gameplay wise and feature wise and mechanic wise uh in the next generation of games that's that's what i, I want to see gaming push that in the next generation of course it's going to be up to developers and up to whatever genre it is and you might have something a bit simpler like a cuphead kind of thing um or something like uh you know you've got games like journey which are a bit more simple but more focused on the art style and things like that so not every game is actually going to lean towards that but in terms of these sort of bigger games that we got i really want to see like yeah what can i what can i do in these sorts of games uh most of which if you're talking about genre is going to be from like third person action stuff so probably some sony games or some some other stuff like that um but uh anything that you want to see yeah gameplay wise i'm agree with agreement with you there nobody can even like from a smaller developer just look at like detroit become human there's no arguing that that's a very beautiful game and the games look now it's just they do look noticeably better with that uh unreal engine update that's running on the next gen consoles um honestly what i wanted to be is surprise like i want a game that is not completely unique because obviously it has to have some familiar mechanics but something that's different Mm. like i think that's why i like uh state of the case so much because when that game came out that was just so different from any other zombie game that anybody played i mean it's had you know the basic mechanics that we're familiar with with like base building, base management, things like that. But the pacing of it and everything else with the zombies to where, you know, you just had to 
be in the world and then and there were zombies i want something like that something it doesn't even matter what genre first person third person exclusive multi-platform multi-console multiplayer yes no don't really care just something that i really haven't experienced before i think that's what i'm craving yeah yeah i just want to know like what things am i going to be able to do in these new games and uh how is that going to be kind of pushed because there's been all this talk about like oh the xbox series x is this powerful and the ps5 is this powerful i want to see some of that power go towards like pushing game mechanics and stuff and i think i said this maybe last week but one of the things one of the conversations that series always made me curious even as far as back as like gta 4 is uh one of the questions that i've seen posed is like supposing there was a Grand Theft Auto game where you know you've got this big city of wherever you're going to set it. Supposing you could go into every single building. Obviously, if it was people's houses, you'd have to break in or whatever the case may be. It's Grand Theft Auto, you know. But uh, and like make every single building so that you can. I don't know. Can you go into different gyms? Can you go into different like offices or just you know? other buildings and stuff and like how do people interact with you and how how can you can sort of control that one one thing that really interested me about red Dead redemption 2 speaking of um rockstar as well is you could interact with like everybody in the game and uh, whether it would be an aggressive response or a friendly response or if someone was trying to trick you with like hey mister can you help me or whatever and then they'd like throw you off your horse and then it would be like hey well what are you going to do about that now uh kind of thing um i'm uh, that that was one of the first games i was like wow i can't believe you can interact with like everybody you can kill anybody and like um obviously not certain story characters and that but you could go you could go into town and just there there was so much available to you to to do and stuff um so i'm i'm interested to see how games will take that kind of idea and and sort of push it forward so we shall see because uh, yeah like i said i don't think graphics need to be that improved over the next three years at least i mean i mean look at like last of us and cyberpunk and ghost of tsushima and even things as far back as like uncharted 4 the witcher 3 batman arkham knight these some of these games are from 2015 they still look great today like great is the point to where you wouldn't you wouldn't look at a game like batman arkham knight or the witcher 3 and think like oh, i wish that looked better like you just you, you you don't really you don't really do that and there hasn't been a game i've played for quite a while um like a big kind of budget game like that where i thought like oh i wish this game looked better because they all do so we shall uh, see how that gets affected so uh anything else you wanted to add no i mean that was about it so yeah yeah the uh state of play thing is supposed to start in about a minute or so so we're just going to uh try and set that up i'm on playstation's twitch channel so um, which I'm assuming it's going to be on there because, you know, it's a PlayStation game at the end of the day. Um, I suppose to fill a bit of the void before that starts, any expectations, thoughts, feelings as we go into this? Uh, not much. I mean, like, a, you're more of a fan of this game than I am, but I'm always interested to see what they show and how they show it. So maybe we'll get some confirmations or rebuttals from the air quote leaks, which I never really did completely read. Um, but that's just because I had no interest in having that leaked. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I'm gonna mute my mic here for a second while this comes on, and then uh, I'll be right back. Okay, cool. Um, so for those of you, well, people won't be listening to this live. So go over to uh, PlayStation's YouTube channel. It should be on there if you want to watch it with us. I'll let you know when this starts. Uh, it's actually having a little bit of trouble loading here. Um, PlayStation on Twitch. PlayStation's Twitch channel. Did anything started for you over there? 
Yeah, I've got a countdown screen now that's showing a, a minute okay. 18. Yeah, I'm going to unmute. Uh, I have the Twitch channel muted, so let me know if it comes in on your audio. It shouldn't because I'm wearing headphones. Right, I'm just going to make this full screen as soon as possible so I can't see any spoilers. I'm assuming for their um, uh, PlayStation thing, they've probably turned off the comments. Because so, they did that with their... Uh, Actually, uh, the comments are emotes only. But I, I, I turned those off because I didn't need to see them. Oh, I've just got it full screen on my phone, so. Yeah. Okay, yeah. good. Then you're not hearing what I you're not hearing the the Twitch channel. That was my. That's why I moved everything over to PC and my headphones, so that way I could hear it and hear you, and then not have that audio double double echo. Okay. Cool. Did they say how long this was going to be? Twenty, thirty minutes. Something? Uh, all of these have been right around twenty, twenty-ish minutes. I can't imagine them showing too much more because obviously the game coming out, they don't want to spoil anything and they don't want to have any issues with it. Yeah, because they called this a deep dive, so I'm assuming uh, go into some more gameplay stuff and that. Um, yeah, I'm sure you... we'll learn like names of characters, things like that, names of groups. Yeah, yeah. What I'm gonna do? I'm gonna take one of my earphones out so I can hear both of you and and my phone a bit better. Okay. I can still hear you, though. Has your started yet? Five seconds. Okay, so oh, I'm about... I just had I just had a little beep for when they start on your end. You shouldn't be hearing it because all my sound is coming through headphones. Here we go. So this just looks like the trailer from last time. Yeah. You know, the one thing I've never understood is mm -hmm. her tattoos. I mean, in as bad as everything is, why would you get ink? That just seems like so unsanitary. Yeah. I know it's a nitty nitpick, but still.
Okay, so it's just gonna be a merc plot then. Oh, they have a new engine. Okay. Oh yeah, this game looks beautiful. No denying that. Yeah, that was one of the things about the game was that it was fairly a rail on rails for the gameplay. I mean, you could explore around a little bit, but not a whole lot. Yeah. I think these climbing mechanics with Ellie are going to be a lot of fun mm. and quite useful. Yep. It changes the game a lot from what you were doing with her and with, with uh, Joel. Oh cool, boats. I know that's a simple thing, but still. Uh, looks like that's going to be our main bad guys is the WLF. Hmm. the cult I've been talking about. The religious people. Not surprising. Yeah. Like with uh, Far Cry 5, it's going to be really interesting to see what they do with cults. <sighs> That's truly disgusting. I've just seen the bit I think that you're talking about. Oh, 
I hate using that rifle. Like you miss and you gotta, you gotta move. Yes. Okay, so there's a new monster type they're not gonna show us. Gotta imagine it's gonna be Ooh. something big. I wonder if it's some kind of um, quick enemy, maybe. Man, if this game makes me kill dogs, I'm going to be really disappointed. Oh, it will. I mean, rabid dogs are going to be after you, so like... Well, yeah, but you they aren't rabid, they're just trained. Hmm. There might be some rabid ones as well. Don't know. That that bow and arrow reticle is so much better than the than the first one. Yep. I do like that they can uh, you can smash glass and uh, get through areas. Yeah. I can't remember if we could actually do that in the last game or not. I think you could. I don't remember doing it too much, though. I can't wait to use that dodge mechanic. Yeah, the stun mechanic's cool, too. Never really use like human shields in games. It's just not a mechanic I really gravitate towards. I think I have on a couple of games, but I can't remember exactly when. But I do like that you're just not escorting people like the first game. That's actually a mechanic to where you can uh, tag team up. Yeah. I can't wait for the challenge of this game. If you're not Yeah, amazing. I gotta figure this game's gonna be challenging you on like an average. Mm. Have to like think about the different mechanics that you've got and try and just using them and not, not just like run in and shoot and hope for the best. <laughs>
Yeah, that scope's not anything you could build. You could either find it or not find it, but you couldn't build something like that. Mm. Maybe you find it. I think I'm going to use the bow and arrow quite a lot. Yeah, it looks a lot more useful than it was in the last game. Yeah. I love the way they're just looking for you and calling out for like, did you see the girl and 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 that kind of thing. Mm hmm Because they're not going to go, nah, just leave her alone. Oh, someone's sitting there. Oh, that's funny. That's really funny. What? Uh, you'll get there in a second, but there's a Vita in this sequence. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So first I was wondering, how can you not hear them? And then they showed the headphones, and then she holds that thing up. And it's like, mm. that's a Vita. That's kind of cool. PlayStation is canon. Yep. Ooh. Well, uh, Colin will be real happy about that. Yeah. That woman won't be, though. No, she's, uh, well, she don't care <laughs> anymore. She did. Yeah. If she picks it up, I'm gonna. I, I do yeah, wonder what would, was on it. You would think it would be like a collectible or something. Yeah, pick it up, PlayStation Vita. 
Even better if she was playing Twin Breakers. <laughs> That's the one thing I've never gotten about stealth is, yeah, you're quiet... You know, you're crouched down, but moving through that grass, you're still making noise. Somebody should be hearing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Footsteps is a really big thing in uh, Call of Duty. <laughs> she just took him out. That was brilliant. Yeah, because that shot's realistic. Mm-hmm. He did not comply. Nope. <laughs> Let me light a Molotov and then climb a flight of stairs. That's a good idea. No, doggy, no. Did she set the person on fire? Person and the dog, now I'm mad. I didn't see if she hit the person or not. So. Yeah, the person was screaming. Yeah, it looks like I'm about 30 seconds ahead of you. Okay. <laughs> so, uh... For some reason it's just these long shots that she's doing are quite funny. Mm -hmm. Just picking people off. Well, stealth time's over. Or not. Oh, I see. So he was like about to shout out, but then didn't get the chance to. Ooh, that had to hurt. <laughs> that was a vocal stabbing. Ugh. <laughs> uh.
And now for the completely improbable, never actually part of the building, crawling through the ducks. I just got to that bit. Yeah. I mean, technically, yeah, there are ducks like that, but they don't hold weight. I mean, they're not designed to hold weight, so she she would have fallen through by now. Is that Dana? Looks like her. You remember me. Okay, so they know each other. Yes, yeah, so I don't know if that's from earlier in the game or from the actual gameplay itself, so. Right. Okay, there we go. June 19th. Is that, I think that's it, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. Okay, just click this tab off. There we go. Alright, there we have it. What do you think of that? Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things that uh, everybody that's a fan of it is going to be a massive fan of it. I did think, you know, we learned a little bit more about the story. We learned that uh, um, there's going to be a couple of factions. I doubt that we're going to get... um, like allies with them, I think they're both going to be against us. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, well, from what we just saw just then, um, I'm quite impressed. Yeah, there's there's a couple of things that like aren't entirely realistic about the gameplay that we just saw and stuff. But um, yeah, it's it's what I want from this game in terms of like the enemy callouts and using different weapons and um, especially from what we saw, not not just from the gameplay demo that we just just saw then but uh yeah the, the different enemy types you're going to come across obviously one that they're not revealing yet which i think is is maybe because they have you have these sort of slower zombies that the clickers and that you have the ones that run a bit more the infected you have like the big um powerful ones which is the bloaters or whatever they're calling them um i'm just imagining they've got some kind of and the other quick one, the one that like climbs around, or maybe not climbs around, uh, not like a. I was envisioning some sort of like golem type enemy, but I think that might be a little bit out there. Uh, but some some sort of like fast, like really fast uh, type of uh, enemy that you might come across. Um, what, what what do you think is the other enemy that they didn't reveal? What was that really really big one you fought like once or twice? Um, yeah, it's like a bloater type of thing. Yeah. Yeah, probably like some variant of that. 
Maybe, maybe. So, because um, I said, they, Neil said about um, it creates fire, or whatever. Like when you when you shoot it, there's certain stuff that comes off it that you've got to be aware of. So maybe there's like a different uh, element that comes off of the, these different ones. Obviously, we're just sort of speculating. But uh, now I I can't think of any other words or any other way to explain how excited I am for this game. So uh I'll I'll let the past of that speak for itself. But you know, for those of you that don't know, I'm just I'm just incredibly excited for this game. Um yeah, I was uh I mean through a lot of the not through all of it because there were some really sad parts there and I know obviously both you and the audience can't see me, but I was smiling through quite a bit of that just because of uh how impressed I was with uh, with what they're trying to do. So Yeah, and there's no doubt that they put a there's no doubting that they put a lot of effort into this game. They've improved a lot of the mechanics um, like I said before, the first game you were kind of on rails a bit. You could do a little bit of exploring, but not a whole lot. And so this one looks like you're going to have a lot more openness into it. I mean, I'm sure it's going to be point A to point B, but it looks like there's a lot more uh, things to do and ways to get around from that point A to point B. So that's a good thing. So mm-hmm. I do like the way that, just kind of going off what you just said, um, if there's like... Not an open world game, but like bigger areas, but you still have a path you're going to. If it's a situation to where like, because in in the first Last of Us, when you're playing as Joel for the majority of the time, it was, okay, you're going to go in this area and you're going to either beat these people up or shoot them or avoid clickers. And that was kind of it for the most part. Um, I wonder if through through this game you can like see different entry points maybe, because they showed like the rope and stuff. So is there like an area that you can use a rope with is there like a, a part of the area that's like water where you can go in underneath is there somewhere that you can because they've put climbing they've put more climbing mechanics into this so is there going to be where you can ways you can like climb through different uh, up different areas and like throw some molotovs like we saw and stuff so i like that they're kind of uh, not making it open more but just opening it up slightly more to where it looks like what they're kind of going for with that is like giving you more of a variety to tackle the not just the the enemies but obviously the area as well because um, even when you're you know, just walking around and stuff, you've still got to be quiet because, you know, there's infected stuff around and there's people that are after you. So it's not always going to be, with, with the bigger area stuff, I don't think it's necessarily always going to be about, okay, how can you approach these enemies? It might be about, like, okay, what's the best way to maybe even get to the next place that you're getting to? So I'm very, very interested to see how that works out. But uh, I think my main two weapons, probably, like, the pistol maybe for when shit hits the fan um bow and arrow i definitely want to use a lot more of that looks so much better than it did in the first game because if i remember in the in the first game the reticle for it was just this like um long kind of line arrow sort of thing and like i I remember when you were powering up the shot and like the arrow the the uh line sort of like really dipped down and then it sort of rose up as you went to put more power into your bow. It makes sense that like you would see where you're going to hit straight away, and then it sort of clicks more in as you power up the bow and arrow. So uh, I'm I'm excited to use that as well. Plus, you know, you've got some explosive stuff you can use, so um, it's pretty cool. Plus, you've got you know dogs following you this time. I don't think that they were in the first game, from what I remember. Uh, you've got dogs following you. That's going to introduce like scent and and things like that. that they're going to trace, and that's going to obviously interact with. Uh, the enemies that you're with, because they'll obviously be following the dog and looking around themselves. So, yeah, I'm I'm well up for the challenge of uh, trying to just just navigate and fight through this world. So, there we go. Um, yeah, like I said, this is the last podcast we're doing until the two days before the nineteenth. So it it will actually be I will actually be returning the Wednesday of the same week The Last of Us is coming out. So June nineteenth, obviously the Friday. So it'll be seventeenth. Uh, sorry, eighteenth. 
17th, Wednesday 17th, isn't it, of, uh, of yeah. June uh, is when I'll be coming back. So uh, that will be the last podcast before the game actually comes out. And obviously uh, I'll be playing it on the Friday and then I'll give my impressions um, the week after. Depends if maybe if I've even finished it. I'm not, I'm, there's no way I'm rushing through this game. Obviously I want to uh, make the most of it considering how long uh, we've all waited and things like that. But um, yeah, I'll obviously be giving e- either a review or impressions by that point. So, by the way, speaking of reviews and impressions, I've heard that the embargo for this game is June 12th. Uh, Greg Miller, who I mentioned earlier for Coffee Talk and that sort of stuff, um, he said that he's got it. I think Jonathan Dornbush from IGN said that he's got it. Probably probably a bunch of industry people, you know, GameSpot and, and all those sorts of places. They've probably got it now. So... Yeah, I remember seeing that uh, Greg Miller tweeted out that he'd already finished his review copy of it. And I wouldn't doubt that probably Mr. Matty Plays has it as well. So, I mean, they're probably under embargo to where they can't say anything about it. But yeah, um, it obviously um, Greg Miller's going to get it. But if I had to pick one uh, YouTuber or, or Twitch streamer that might get it early, it would probably be Mr. Matty Plays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we shall see June nineteenth, June twelfth for the review embargo. Uh, that's not when our review will be out because I won't have the game by then. But uh, that's that's fine. I can wait until the nineteenth. I mean, I can't wait any longer, but uh, I, I I can wait until. The You're gonna have to. It's, yeah, I'm gonna have to anyway. So it's uh, not like I've got a choice. So um, we shall see. But uh, yeah, I think that's a good note to end things on. Yeah, we saw a lot. I I am gonna watch because I watched that obviously on my phone, so it was a bit smaller. And that I am going to watch this either later today or uh, some point tomorrow. I'm, I'm going to watch that whole thing again just so it's on a you know, bigger, better screen and I can see it all a bit better. So mm-hmm. there we go. Uh, any last things you want to talk about? Uh, no, that's that's all I got. So cool, cool. Uh, but thank you everybody very much for listening um, and for supporting Entertainment Talk and everything that we do uh, like I said look out at this point next week for the start of Classic Review Season 4 there will be other podcasts they will be on Fridays uh, basically the schedule for the next three weeks at least uh, starting from next so the schedule for the next three weeks starting from next week is Classic Reviews Wednesday a new podcast Friday and Let's Play Sundays on Sunday obviously and then we'll come back like I said on the Wednesday the I've already forgot the date. Two days before Last of Us Two, uh, and we'll return with uh, whatever happens then. I did say, like I did say earlier on the Twitter and on here, if we get some sort of massive light, okay, PS Five is, is revealed, we'll do a little uh, emergency kind of gaming talk podcast. Uh, I kind of hope we don't, so that I can have the actual three weeks of a of a break and stuff. But uh, that should be pretty exciting nonetheless. So, but uh, like I said, thank you everybody very much for listening. Let us know what you thought of The Last of Us um, and uh, what you think of the newest gameplay and, and stuff like that, that we've seen today. Uh, Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org, Twitter eTalkUK. There's contact page and information in your show notes. Uh, I need to go and sort out these technical issues and edit this podcast and do some other stuff and uh, wrap up for the time being. So thank you everybody very much for listening. EntertainmentTalk.org is where you can find everything. Uh, David, by the way, is still going to be doing Geek Town Radio and Geek Town stuff over there. So if you want to find your latest TV and film news, we're in renewal season as well. So look out for that, geektown.co.uk. For your TV and film news, Geek Town Radio is on Tuesday, both on geektown.co.uk and on podcast platforms. That's it. Uh, Thank you everybody very much for listening. You can find, uh, sorry, you can support the podcast and support Entertainment Talk. Uh, if you'd like to do so, that would be very, very nice and very, very helpful. Uh, we're on Patreon. Please have a look at the $1 and $3 level tiers for review options and for ad-free podcast options. Uh, Amazon affiliate link. If you want to buy stuff on Amazon, we can get a small cut, but it won't cost you extra. iTunes feeds. Like I said, look out for the link posted for the uh, Superman and Lois podcast, the CW Superheroes one. But all the others are, of course, available on iTunes as well. So please search for Entertainment Talk on iTunes, rate, review, and subscribe to them. And, of course, subscribe to... Uh, 
Geek Town Radio on iTunes as well. Um, word of mouth, please tell people that you know about the website and your iTunes feeds, either through just telling them or through social media, Facebook and Twitter, and if you can, different Facebook groups, streaming and all that sort of stuff. Bex is still streaming daily, pretty much, uh, so go and check her out. Uh, Trista Bytes, B-Y-T-E-S, uh, search for that either on Twitch or search engines you should be able to go and find that go and follow her support her and uh, get involved with her channel and stuff i stream on twitch sometimes as well and so does david if you want the fifa streams they're still going to be continuing by the way because it's just you know a fifa stream so uh plus you know there's no audio we're just playing fifa and streaming it so um have a look out for those on Mixer, and uh, they, uh, Robert also streams on Mixer as well sometimes, and like I said, Let's Play Sundays, look out for those on Sundays. Thank you all very much for listening, and I'll see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.